Good evening, everybody. We have just got back from a quick family Valentine's dinner out, and I thought I would squeeze in a quick reaction to today's Office for National Statistics December house price report that was released. Uh, There's some interesting things in here. There's some interesting things to look at in here, and I thought it'd be worth running through them. But before I get into it, I want to just remind everybody of this. I think a lot of people confuse the fact that the land registry does contain actual price paid data on a property by property basis with meaning that the index is accurate because they've got actual paid prices. Now, if you read, I've put a link below, not only to to that, uh, today's detailed breakdown, but also I've put the link below that to uh, the full detailed breakdown of the extensive methodology and detail of how the index is calculated. And what you'll see is it contains many, many uh, uh, assumptions and estimates and guesses and presumptions about, and it even says in there, which makes it, you know, it makes it impossible to do anything other than estimate certain stuff. In other words, the index is not directly produced from paid prices only. They do lots of other things about assuming what's happened to other house values as well. So if you really want to get into it, have a look. I've put a link to it below. But I hope that link will show anyone, whatever your position on, on this is, that there is a significant difference between the fact that land registry does contain actual prices paid on a property or property basis. And anyone can check that out for any property. They've got the full address and the price paid and the date paid. Uh, it's a bit out of date, but, but eventually they catch up and they've got it all there. Um, but the index methodology is a different kettle of fish and shouldn't really be called an average and shouldn't really, in my opinion, use the phrase average house prices when they're talking about monthly changes. But in fact, they even say something in that description themselves, which sort of says, don't pay attention to the monthly stuff because it's just too confusing with all the various input factors. But but, but, but having said all of that, let's go through this <clears throat> because there's some there is some cool stuff to, to, to go through in here that I think is helpful to people who want to know what's happening in their local market. So first of all, please remember that this figure here is the average of their index calculations for England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland. And given that Scotland and Northern Ireland are going up in this index and England and Wales are going down, they're sort of cancelling each other out to show you this very small actual price change. But they do break it down. So let's let's go down into it. Uh, so the thing year on year, the annual price change. So this is where it's wrong. For a property in the UK, I just don't believe that. Uh, year on year, 1.4%, the whole UK average. Uh, monthly change was a rise of 0.1%. Um, I've never really seen how much use that figures to anybody. But, <clears throat> and we'll skip past all of this stuff. Let's just get into the, the nitty gritty. So that that is quite a useful graph of the annual price change for UK by country over the past five years. And what you'll see there is that Scotland, in the last year or so, has massively outperformed the rest of, of the UK. Uh, Northern Ireland has th- this, by the way, this graph is not house prices, but percentage year on year or annual price change. Okay. 
So Northern Ireland's price is still positive at just below 2% annual, but it, but it's sort of trending down. Scotland is spiking up. Uh, the UK overall has been coming down in terms of its annual growth and then and then picked up a bit. But these are, so where we are now, there's quite a big variation between those four different lines, right? The blue, the green, the grey, and the yellow. Um, now, they've got a table here. This is where I think it's much more interesting. Average price by country and government office region. So the annual change for England is 2.1%. Across the country of England, excluding Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland, and that is the average of their index calculations, and that assumes all property types blended together. All right. But one of the other metrics that this index never goes into, as far as I can tell, in its index is the change in prices by property type. Flats versus terraced houses versus semi-detached houses versus detached houses. And what we can see from other indices is that there are quite big changes there. So England is down 2.1%. Wales is down 2.5%. Okay. So England and Wales, year on year, average across all property types, they're saying in their index is a fall of two between two and two and a half percent. But Scotland and Northern Ireland are up 1.4% Northern Ireland and up 3.3% year on year for Scotland. I can't see, is it actually showing my highlights here? Yeah, it is just. So when you look at that overall minus 1.4% figure for the whole of the UK, it's actually varies from plus 3.3% to minus 2.5% at a country level. And then when you start to get into the regions, it gets much more diverse, where we've got London at 4.8% down. And again, that is the average for London properties year on year, but it does not break it down by property type. And there's a big, much bigger variation by property type. So that's that's a that's nearly five percent down London year on year. Um, southeast almost as much, minus four point six percent. Southwest minus two point two percent. Northwest up in Manchester, Liverpool up one point two percent. Northeast down one point eight percent. Not sure for the differences there. Um, as the West Midlands is slightly up, Yorkshire and the Humber is down. So you can see that it, it, it's not like the whole country is doing the same thing, is it? The whole country is not doing the same thing. And so a whole country average figure for anyone to turn around and say to you, oh, house prices are going up, is, is just a, a clumsy generalization because they may be going up in some areas, they may be going down in other areas, they're definitely going up faster, or the house prices are just again, comparing like for like here, house prices in Scotland are holding up a lot higher than house prices in England or Wales. All right. Now, we saw in, in Right Moves last uh, release that asking price falls at the highest end were, f- were falling much further than asking price falls at the lowest end. And actually, in the middle was where the least falls. So flats had fallen more. Than houses and uh, than, than terraced and semis and detached larger houses had fallen as well. So it, 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 it's simply not accurate unless all of these things are showing exactly the same trend in price. It's not accurate to generalize about UK house prices. And anyway, I'm always talking about England and Wales. So if you take Scotland out, that headline figure that's in all the papers today is massively misleading. I think. All right. 
Um, these are monthly price changes. So the red ones are price increases month on month, and the blue ones are price decreases month on month. And again, the other thing you've got to factor into this is the timings, okay? So these are for completions that were reported in December. It is a small sample of the total completions reported in December. By no means, I mean, like barely 10%. And this is reflecting deals that in England and Wales, not so much Scotland, but in England and Wales, were agreed around about July last year. So again, what's it actually telling us? It's telling us what prices had done at the frontline coalface of housing transactions in July last year. It just didn't get reported until December, and now we're in February the next year. So again, for, for, for there to be headlines out today saying house prices are ding ding upping or downing is just is just completely misleading from a timing point of view. Uh, actually, there's an article on Bloomberg. I've got to read it at the end of this. It's just it's just the most incredible guff. It's just wonderful. It just makes it sound like everything's absolutely rosy. Where these official figures, even though they are sort of heavily lagged by six or seven months from when the deals are actually agreed, show that even in July last year, prices in London were down on almost five percent on average. Do you see what I'm saying? Just bear that in mind. On average, London prices, not even average, but their index, right, down 5% in London year on year in July last year. Where's it gone since then, do you think? Um, and these are seasonally adjusted as well. Okay, so they have got property types here. Um, But again, this is now for the whole country. And so this is now completely uh, wiping out the regional differences that we've all just seen. OK, so they're saying detached houses have fallen by 0.8 percent across the whole of the UK. But we know that Scotland and Northern Ireland went up. We know that England and Wales went down. So what does that mean for detached prices in England? We don't know. There's, there's no data for that here. Semi-detached has fallen less. Terraced, it's fallen a lot there, which I don't think in England is not the case. Maybe it's elsewhere. Again, it's all just so confusing. The more you read, the more confusing it is. Right? And this is where they've gone all 1.4%. And you see, they're saying that there are larger price falls at the lower end. And maybe that's because it's being skewed by Scotland and Northern Ireland. But in England, that just definitely does not feel like it's the case. Um, so, guys, that, that's really all I wanted to say. I, I, let me see if I can find this Bloomberg article because it was just – sorry, I should have had it ready for you. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, I, I, I want to read this to you because it, it just makes it sound like everything's brilliant. Even though it's using, to, it's using the data that – was collected from deals done in July last year, and yet it says, UK house prices post first rise in four months in official data. Well, I mean, that conflicts, doesn't it? Because Halifax has been saying it's rising for four months. So have UK house prices posted the first rise in four months or the fourth consecutive month? Because the two are different. And again, these headlines never specify that. ONS figures affirm industry surveys showing price rebound. That patent bollocks. I mean, it's just because it, it completely 
ignores and dismisses the timing differences between the lenders' indices and this index. And it's making it sound like today's ONS figures um, are talk, uh, calling mortgage rates boost by demand after stagnant 2023. Well, this is for 2023's data. <sighs> A firm's recent industry surveys point to the product market turning the corner. The figures suggest the housing market may be past the worst. More forward-looking industry data, is it? No, it's not really. From lenders Halifax and Nationwide have already pointed to prices rebounding. Now, this is just, both Halifax and Nationwide have cautioned in their own commentary that they're expecting price falls this year. And yet journalists write that. So I'm, it's no wonder that there are people who are very, very confused. And I, I can totally understand why there are people who are reading this stuff on, on websites like Bloomberg and the BBC and going, Charlie, that, that boy, Charlie, he's crackers. He's, he's off his rocker. He's, um, he's, he's, he's one, one, one can short of a six-pack. He's all gong and no dinner. <laughs> so, guys, I just wanted to um, just run you through my interpretation of the house price uh, the ONS house price data for today. But as you can tell, I'm quite tired. I'm probably just going to zip it. Thank you very much for any of you who are watching live. Forgive me. Uh, Jay, no, they're not adjusted for inflation, these figures. Um, yeah, and, and Philip Dobrin says, I checked my error and all the prices are reduced on right move. Okay, right moves asking prices are an extreme, they are they are ahead of, the, of those properties actually getting a price agreed. So right move asking prices are about one year separated in, in the timeline of a property transaction from the ONS completion. Because Rightmove themselves are saying that it's 71 days on market, for, out, for the, on average, for a house to, to find a buyer and have a sale agreed. So you've got 71 days, then you've got plus the four or five months of conveyancing and plus the two months of uh, ONS reporting. So you're talking about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's about it's at least ten months, right? It's about nine or ten months at best. And in reality, more like about a year between what Wright was saying and what the ONS is reporting, which is very confusing. Um, yeah, guys, that's it. Just had to be a quick one this evening. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. And tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Simon David, the conveyancer, the lawyer, will be having a legal discussion. So bring your conveyancing questions uh, and get them answered live on tomorrow night's live stream. Or send them in advance to me on X or on LinkedIn or on YouTube in the comments underneath the post. Uh, send me your questions for tomorrow night's live stream. But also, as always, we'll take your questions during the live stream tomorrow night. Looking forward to that, 8 p.m. Uh, what is tomorrow's, tomorrow's Thursday already? Where's this week gone? 8 p.m. Thursday with Simon David. I'll see you there. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.